Welcome in. This is 300 Yards to Unknown. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there is Reed Fowler. You know him from DraftKings. And Reed, you know the, the tournament isn't in its nitty gritty until I see your face on a playing through commercial describing the upcoming you know 18th hole or whatever it's going to be. That's when I know things are getting hot and heavy. Oh man, uh, no! I appreciate being here, man. This is—I've uh, been trying, been lobbying Rick to get on the 300 yards to unknown since shoot 2019 when we were playing golf together. No, I'm kidding. Uh, good to see you, bud. Uh, yeah, those are—it's always nice when you get a text from your uncle or from your your auntie or from family members saying, "Hey, I just saw you on TV," and then I remember, I'm like, "Oh yeah, if you're watching golf, you'll see uh, you'll see me and Bryce and chatting it up a little bit." Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Is it is it weird seeing yourself on TV? Like I I don't like to watch myself after the fact, right? I just it's whatever it's done with. I know what I said. I don't need to watch it. Is it ever is that weird for you? Yeah, and like everything, right? <laughs> when you hear the sound of your own voice, yeah, that's the other thing that really gets me. Is like, do I really sound like that? <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it, it's fun to watch the first couple of times because you just like I have been watching golf since I was a kid, and now I'm you know. I'm on the screen with these guys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a little weird for sure. It's cool. I'm, I'm stoked for you. You always do great stuff. I mean, the, the partnership, I mean, with, with Bryson and DraftKings, that was, that to me is pretty monumental. I mean, the fact that uh, uh, now the PGA tour is allowing players to kind of embrace the fantasy slash gaming side of it more and more. The tour has its own partners. Uh, but when DraftKings, when I saw the press release that signed Bryson, I mean, and it's it's clear now there there is no one that moves the needle. There is no one that gets the type of discussion one way or another more than Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, and we did studies too, Rick. It wasn't just, oh, this guy is really good at golf, which he is, right? That's, I think, the baseline of anything is you have to be talented at what you do. Uh, but it was also, you know, are people more inclined to watch a, a tournament if Bryson is playing? And who else, Rick, and you know this, the answer to this question, who else does that? Who's the other only other person who you could slot into that question and people are going to go to their TV, right? It, I mean, so Bryson was that guy. He's one of the best, you know, in, in terms of content. And I'm sure we'll get to that in a little bit as well. But yeah, it was it was definitely something that not just from like an audience and from a gaming and DFS, what it means for us and for our, our industry. But I was at the PGA Championship uh, at Kiwa and I was following Dylan Fratelli. And I think he was playing with Kokrak because I had a head to head. And it was it was good in the first on the front nine. Back nine, not so much. Kokrak's absolutely slammed. Like just slammed the door shut on Fratelli. Um, but like I think on the sixth or seventh hole, maybe Fratelli, maybe he either saved par or maybe saved bogey on one of these these difficult par fours. And I'm standing right where the guys, you know, kind of go off the greens, go to the next tee box, and I'm wearing my DraftKings shirt. And he comes up to me and he's like, Hey, do you work at DraftKings? I've never met Dylan Fratelli <laughs> at all. Never talked yeah. to him on social media, nothing. We've never interviewed him. Uh, and I was like, yeah. And we started talking. He's like, oh, is it only Bryson who's on the team right now? Oh. Right. And so we, we exchanged a couple of pleasantries and, and like the, the crowd that was there just saying, hey, do you know him? Did you set this up? I'm like, no, I'm just standing here as a fan, uh, you know, as someone who's got money on Fratelli. I didn't like I didn't say anything to him like, oh, I got money on you right. or this or that. <laughs> but that also now is another part of it. Right, Rick, is that how many players now see what Bryson is doing, see 
the potential in that and now want to be part of that. We've seen it now with Jordan Spieth, with FanDuel. So more to come, right? Yeah, certainly more to come. And I know there's a couple of guys who uh, love to engage in, you know, a wager on a football game themselves. And they're very familiar with a lot of these sites like DraftKings and making wagers. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I just love the the kind of juxtaposition of Bryson DeChambeau wearing his Ben Hogan hat, right? Like this old school Ben Hogan cap. And on the side is draft kicks. Like I just, I just love that so much. <laughs> Something about it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I got a couple of hats too. There's a couple of Ben Hogan hats that he gave us uh, after that shoot. So I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what I, I'm like. I would look absolutely silly. And you know this, we've played golf together. Yeah. Like I just like I think anyone not named Payne Stewart, Ben Hogan, or Bryson would look silly. So I'm trying yeah. to figure out what I want to do with them because they're just right now they're just sitting on the uh, on the bookshelf right now. It's tough to pull off. He he can do it. It's yeah. it's tough for for most other people. So you you are uh, obviously one of the few people who have kind of been at least within the inner circle of Bryson DeChambeau when cameras are not necessarily on. He is going through. He's going through a moment right now, Reed. I, I mean, this is uh, now going on a couple of months where the Brooks and Bryson feud was fun and they were barbing back and forth and then it kind of became one-sided and then it started to get a little uglier as fans uh, were out on, on the golf course again. And, and finally, uh, Commissioner Jay Monahan uh, took the opportunity to announce like, hey, we're going to start kind of enforcing the rule that says if you're yelling something out, if you're doing anything that is kind of impacting play, that's that's what they can use. This is impacting play. You're going to start to be ejected. And as you can imagine, Reed, um, there are a lot of different opinions on whether that is the right or the wrong thing to do, but that's that's where we're at. And I think a lot of kind of the attention goes on to Bryson and if he is – Hey, should he just be ignoring it? Is he is he doing the right thing to stop the heckling? And what we can argue that as well. But I, I think for someone like you who has chatted with him off camera, who knows him better than the I mean, literally no one knows him when they go and watch him at the golf course. They don't know anything yeah. about him. Is he kind of the how similar is he? off camera behind the scenes to what we kind of see and what we hear eventually filtered through all of the media. Yeah, I think, I mean, when you're asking this question, there is about 18 different things that pop up in my mind where this can go, right? Um, and to start, we've seen this a little bit from these guys like JT, right? Justin Thomas has kicked guys off the course for yeah. things that that they've said. And I'm sure there's, and you've been to golf tournaments. Um, yeah. And and, and some, some golf tournaments like the Phoenix Open, right? That's the extreme. Uh can allow it you see like the full range of things that happen in characters and then places like augusta national just won't have any of it right here are the rules if you don't like it get off our hollowed grounds and right. everyone says yes <laughs> i, I <laughs> agree i agree i comply here's my signature here's my signature here uh so this is not new um and i think it was deliberate that jay monahan did it after uh, after we got away from Northern Trust, right? Mm. If you if you came out and said this before going to Jersey City, New York, I mean, how many of those people would be yelling Brooksy like in unison, right? right. Like, it, like I, there's it's deliberate in that nature. And, and what Monahan is doing, it, which is what he's supposed to be doing, is protecting the tour yeah. and protecting the players. So I don't like I don't knock Monahan for doing that. On the other side, you kind of hear these guys and. You know, you hear them 
kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth, being like, hey, like, just play golf. Like, we're playing golf. We're getting paid millions of dollars to play golf. Like, this is part of it. And no other, right, no other association, unless it's derogatory, and we've seen this in baseball, we've seen this in basketball, NFL, everything, unless it's derogatory, will, right. will you get kicked out? That's just part, it's just part of the game, right? It's just part of it. And when you when you welcome in all of this attention, like Bryson has, either, you know, by design or not, there's going to be a side of it that you're not going to like. He's always mentioned, too, and he's mentioned to, it to me and just on, on camera, is that he never set out to be famous, right? That's just mm -hmm. a byproduct of, of, of him, the sport, which is a good thing that there's more eyeballs on Bryson and on golf. But there is, again, a negative side to it. What I will say off camera with Bryson is, like, he is the same type of guy. Like, he wants to tell you how much he knows about golf like but but like not like but not in a way where it's like you know nothing john snow like in a <laughs> right. way where it's like hey i love i absolutely love and adore this sport where it's like it's just my life force right it's my life force that without it i wouldn't like it'd be tough it'd be tough to you know to figure out what i would want to do right when we were like in between shots i think we're at, at lunch when we were doing that commercial shoot that you see all those playing throughs you know, we did like eight or nine, I forget how many tournaments that we shot, but we were at, uh, we were at lunch and he spent the entire time break and he was off to the side. Like we were all eating lunch, crew was eating lunch and he was off to the corner. This was, you know, way back. I can't remember when, and he was talking to either his, his ball manufacturer or maybe it was Cobra, may, whoever it was for an entire hour and a half about like the littlest thing. And he was talking to his manager and his caddy and his agent about you see how the ball spins off the face. You do this and do that. And this is when the cameras weren't rolling. Now, granted, there was 15 of us behind the camera. I, you know, I was next to him. And maybe he was doing it a little bit. You know, this is right after the like, I think it was right after the players. Okay. Um, where, yeah. So I think he was what, he came in third at that point. So he was coming off a little bit of a high uh, and where he, where he was doing well. And so maybe it was a little bit of that. And he was excited. But. I can't say this enough about Bryson to people who ask. He's one of the nicest guys that you'll that you'll ever meet. Um, and I think he gets a bad rap because he doesn't know how yet to like to, to like be a certain type of person in front of the camera where it's like you're trying not to be that guy, but you're being that guy. Right. It's kind of hard to explain, but he's like one of the nicest guys that I've that I've come across who's top 10 in, in their sport. Right. Yeah. And currently, um, I think he just he handles things a little bit differently than I think we as, as a community seeing, hey, like this is how it's supposed to be done. And he's not doing it that way right now. And I think he gets a bad rap for that. Do you think he cares too much about what other people think about him? I think everybody does. Like, mm -hmm. like, I think everybody cares what people think about like what other people think about them. Right. So like as a baseline, people say like, they don't like, there's maybe one person. It's maybe my dad who like truly <laughs> doesn't care. Does not care at all. <laughs> does not care. Could live his entire life. Even my brother, like even me and my brother, like what we think or say, like he's probably the one person who's like, I could, yeah. you know, give a rat's you know what about what you think. But I do think that everyone does right. To an extent. I do think that, like, like any kid, Rick, like when we were in our 20s, like you, you, sure. you speak, then you think, right? Yes. Like, and how much of us have millions of people, and so may you do, I don't, have millions of people yeah. watching 
on social media have a fan base like Bryson and you know he says the wrong he says the wrong things now it's not an excuse it's not a free pass like you know you, you kind of have to think about what you're going to say you're in a position now of influence and so you really have to think about what you want to say but i do think that right now for Bryson it's 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 a turning point right it's it's a pivotal moment in his career where he's he's going to have to harness what that energy is and focus it even more into not just the physical, because we know he can get that going. And any athlete, if you play sports, if you're an athlete, it's quote unquote easier to reach your your like physical apex, right? Like like the absolute zenith of your physicalness of pushing it to where you're repping out and you have to max out. But mentally and emotionally, especially in golf, especially in golf. That's got to be the thing that he harnesses that energy. And we've seen it, man, time and time again. We saw it with Rory when he became much more introverted and introspective into how his mind and spirit think. We see it with Sergio when he won the Masters. Phil, after his his post-round after the PGA Championship. These guys all say, when I release these things mentally and emotionally and I harness that energy, that's the part where you're going to see him – you know, hit that, that, like that stride where you thought we only use 10% of our brain right now, Bryson's probably at 10, 20% of his like actual potential. He gets all the other stuff out of the way. And like these guys too, Rick, like, and I know I'm going on and on and on, but these guys like on the PGA tour, like their like fraternity of, uh, you know, of people like it's much different than like we think. Right. Like these guys are independent contractors. Right. But they see each other like 50 weeks out of the year. Yeah, they're, they're essentially like co-workers. Right. They spend they, a lot of time with each other. Yeah. You don't like we all, like we all worked in office jobs. You people who are listening all, all have or have worked in office jobs. You don't like every single person that you work with. That's we, just a common yeah, thing. Yeah, we heard. I mean, remember when they had Mike? I it must have been the was it the play? I don't know where it was, but it's when they had mics everywhere, and and Jordan Spieth and Colin Morikawa are talking about Rory Sabatini. There are just there are guys. There are guys that work for all of us. That hey, maybe I get along with, maybe I don't, maybe I don't vibe well, whatever. And they do range between. There's like a 20 year age gap for a lot of these guys. It's yep. just like different generations and kind of weird. I, I find Bryson to be. So I actually thought Sunday, uh, Sunday at the BMW Championship, kind of in that playoff, that the final couple of holes with Patrick Cantlay, I love that version of Bryson, which mm. to me, I saw him incredibly locked in. I saw him do the dorkiest, goofiest club twirl that I've ever seen anyone do on a golf course, but that's like genuine Bryson. Right. Like, I don't want him to be the guy who thinks he has to make a statement on everything and prove that he's the smartest guy in the room about every single topic from uh, the, the ball velocity to vaccines. Like, I don't need him to be the smartest guy in the room on everything. I just want like genuine Bryson loves the game. And like, I, I, I like that. Like, if it was just that version, I think he would be much, much more widely loved than this kind of lightning rod that he is. Yeah, and and golf is in such a unique position, right, Rick? It's 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 a sport where you know mostly affluent people play, right? And so you have a you have a certain disposition about the people who who are watching golf, mm-hmm. um, people who have played golf. Look, like Bryson right now, he he grew up in in California. He now lives in Dallas, right? Like you could make your your assumptions on on Bryson very quickly, um, but again. 
I've been fortunate enough to, you know, to have met him a handful of times, talked to him off camera a bunch of times, you know, at the PGA Championship. At, on Wednesday at the PGA Championship on the putting green, and this guy's talking to me about the course. <laughs> like, who, like, I'm not it's saying it's amazing, right? It's like he is that guy and he's engaging whether it's on camera or off. Like he he's a guy who and like I haven't seen again, and, and I'm gonna hark on this. If anybody can go to a golf tournament, please do because it's an entirely different experience. Watching it, you know, pick your guys that you want to watch because you can't watch everyone um and follow them, but see how these guys are with the fans as well when they're not on camera. And Bryson is one of the best in terms of fan engagement. Like Phil's up there, obviously, but Phil early in his career wasn't that guy. Like he was no. not that guy, and he became that guy. You see Bryson now really, really start to, and you see him too when like the crowd wants him to, to pull driver. What does he do? Yeah. He pulls driver. Like, like those are the things that I want to try to perpetuate about Bryson that like, look at those things and how he's doing that as opposed to the other stuff, because the other stuff can get muddied. And look, he <laughs> says some things that not a lot of us like, but like take them both, right? Don't just look at the bad. Take them both and then make your own assumptions about or make your own decisions about the guy. There is so this is a silly comparison to make, but I think it's I I think it's kind of an important one. Bryson DeChambeau versus Happy Gilmore. Okay. Happy Gilmore, kind of game changer, does things differently, hits the ball a mile. People love watching him play off. And he's beloved because he's kind of the everyman right? Uh, Bryson DeChambeau should be widely loved for breaking the game. What do, what do people love more? If he just made every 40 footer, we wouldn't care. The fact that he hits it 400 yards, that's what people want. He should be widely embraced for the single length irons and the, the different puttering, uh, you know, styles that he has tried over the years and the ability to hit bombs. And yet there is still a, a large portion that are just like, ah, I don't, I can't get behind this. So I, I don't know if it's just because, so I, I actually think all the stuff he's doing on the golf course is amazing. It's when he kind of steps off and, and, and says things to the media, which now Reed, you know, he's not, it's not really talking to the media. He's talking to you, I guess. Right. I mean, I, you, you chatted with him. I thought I saw you talking to him. Was it at, was it in Jersey? Uh, yeah. as he yeah. was still kind of giving the, the media, the, the blackout a little bit, but is that like, should he be not talking to the media? Should he be trying to, I don't want to say fix his image, but like what, I don't know what, what's the end game here? Yeah. I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a no win right now for him. Yeah. Right, to talk to the media. And I think so too. I don't like that he's right? doing it, but I also don't, I don't know what the positives that are going to come out of it. I, I think time, time heals all wounds, right? Like, does he just right. need time? I, I don't, I don't know. Well, and look, and I, and I say that because if he loses, like if he does, if he doesn't do well, oh, Bryson, all the antics for Bryson are not worth it. All the stupid workouts that he posts that we yes. know nothing about and, and the Instagram posts about this, that, and the other. Oh, you know, he's just grandstanding and it's not worth it. And if he wins and like, oh yeah, like he wins because he hits the ball 500 yards off the tee. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. Anybody can win if they do that. <laughs> right. Anybody can win if you do it's that. Like a, right. So. Yeah. Like and my whole thing too is look, you know, like like anything, right? Whether it be NFTs, Rick, whether it be stonks, whether it stonks, be baby. golf, whether it be anything, real estate, anything, right? It never goes up in a straight line. Never yeah. ever goes up in a straight line. And if you if you're if you're there for the rise and you're a fan, or if you're someone that likes golf in general, be there for the dips too, right? You know, expect those dips to happen. The guy is in his mid to late twenties. 
Like how many stupid things that did anybody, mm. every, all of us, yeah. do in our twenties without a camera, without like millions, and like I would have a thousand NFTs right now, Rick, <laughs> if I had the amount of money that Bryce did, and that's probably not a smart thing to do, right? If you have all that money, so all yeah. I'm saying is, it's like you have to kind of take it holistically and think, man, if this guy is doing what he's doing, he is breaking, like we said, like the same way Tiger did. He is breaking the game of golf, and he should be applauded for that. But because golf is a independent, because it's a personality sport mm-hmm. off the course, right? Because it's like, what is Ricky Fowler doing? What is Tiger? Do- what is Brooksy doing? Like anything that Bryson does, let's see the response from Brooks. And I think it's great for the game because it's like it's like professional wrestling, right? Like when CM Punk comes back, like the like Twitter timeline goes absolutely crazy. That, yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's fantastic, right? If golf can get to that point, Rick, then a rising tide rises all ships. And Bryson, whether people want to believe it or not, is is a huge ship in the ocean that's going to pull uh, pull us forward to that to that spot. So here's the though, issue. Here's the issue. And I completely agree with you. The 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 entertainment value, the WWE, the the villains and heroes, that is a thing and it's entertaining and it's why Vince McMahon is as, as successful as he is. And it's good for sport. People hate the Dallas Cowboys. People love whatever. You know, you can love Tom Brady. You can hate Tom Brady. The problem with Bryson, whether he wants it or not, he's the heel. And, I, and the heel has to embrace being the heel. And I'm not sure... He wants that. I think he wants to be beloved. I think he believed winning the U.S. Open was going to – he won our our, our championship, our national championship. That was going to be the moment. He was going to be widely beloved, and it didn't happen. And that that's the disconnect, the only thing. Because otherwise, I think you're absolutely right. If if Bryson was just like, all right, whatever, heel turn, here we go – it would almost I'd almost respect it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Right. Like embrace it. Uh, it, it. Embrace what that what that is like. Some people can't because it's not in their personality. And that goes back to your original question. Right. Is like, do you think he wants to be liked and wants to be loved and he cares about what people think? If that's if you think that he needs to like he's not going full heel turn, then absolutely he cares what people think. Right. Yeah. He's pandering to the crowd because he wants to be loved. It's 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 the same as if like I think early on in Phil's career, right? It, like you were on either side, and mostly because it was Tiger versus Phil. Correct, right, right. And yeah. so like Tiger was he was the baby, like he was the guy, right? Like he was the guy who like everybody loved, and then Phil became the heel just because he was a byproduct of Tiger's success. Like Bryson, right now. You know, it, it, if he wants to become the heel, then like even more so to my point, do nothing, yeah. do nothing. And and it'll come naturally for people. People are going to like, even if he wins, like I mentioned, Rick, what if he wins a tour championship? Like if he wins $15 million, does that make him more beloved or people saying, God, like this guy needs more money, more attention. Like <laughs> what's going to happen, right? So yeah. like if he's like you know what I I I lose if I win I lose if I lose I'm just gonna do me. Spot. It's a tough spot for him and like it's man putting like putting yourself because look if you look at the top ten golfers right like outside like even DJ like outside of like Bryson what personality can the PGA Tour like they're protecting Bryson mm-hmm. like Bryson is their their right now is their guy because Tiger is not 
on the tour, right? Like he's not playing. So Bryson is their guy. So this is a much like, hey, we want to to make sure we're doing everything that we can to protect our guy, whether you like it or not. Hmm. And like Bryson, you know, just keep on doing what what you're doing. Like, like I mean, like he's listening to me, but keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> it might be. I I have a couple more things for you. I tend to actually I feel a little bit sorry for him uh, because you have to rewind this multiple years. The amount of risk he took on Reed um, to be different, to be the single length iron guy, uh, to wear the hat, to uh, put on 40 pounds, to try. Remember when he tried uh, side saddle putting? Like, yeah. I mean, he has tried everything. Um, and that's risky, Reed. Like, imagine if. If this guy did not have eight PGA Tour wins, he had mm. one, or he would be the laughing stock of golf, right? Look at this guy trying to do it different, where we've got a you know however many years of history to show how this game is played. He's trying to do it differently, and he's failing. And to and I don't think there's a lot of golfers. I don't think there's a lot of humans that would take on that much risk uh, to be to be ridiculed and. And he's been successful, very successful at it. And and I just feel like he is not reaping the benefits of the risk that he took and continues to take. Yeah, and and not to get too meta here, but like, is that you know, is that our society, especially in sports too, right? Especially in an individual game and in an individual sport like golf, is what is a barometer of success? Is it majors? Right? Is yeah. it the amount of money you make? Is it? Make, is it breaking down your game? Because how many times do we look at a guy who just won, right? And they're they go to the they, they go to their coach and be like, I just want I want to change my swing. Like I just gained 18 strokes putting, Sergio Garcia. I want to close my eyes. Like <laughs> how many times do we see that in golf, right? Where you break down and then they go on like a two-year wind route. They they don't do like bright, like you mentioned, Bryson is he wants to be the best. Right, Brooks does. Brooks want to be the best. He want, Brooks wants to be the best, based off of. Hey, this is just my like my interpretation. He wants to be the best by dominating at the majors, right? Like, and like if that is the barometer of success in in our industry, then he's doing a pretty dang good job of it, right? Is the best being number one on on tour, like whatever that barometer is. I would argue Bryson is closer. Uh, to that than most people not named like John Rom, who's just doing it because he's really right. good at golf. But like historically for, I would say what decades, if not more, Rick, it's been play golf. Don't do anything outside of golf. And that's it. Right. This hasn't been a personality game until the last probably 20, 20, 25 years. Right. Right. Yeah, it's that's no, it's literally it literally became uh, you want to go super meta and talk about society. It literally became a personality game when a black guy came in and dominated a white man's sport. Right. And that's exactly what Tiger Woods did. And it became a personality thing. And you loved Tiger or you hated him. And then it kind of pitted yeah, Phil Mickelson involved because he was a, a foe or a villain. And then it's been that way since. And I think that you are getting uh, – we are starting now in the last couple of weeks to get a 
sense of what Bryson's peers feel about all of this. Um, Harris English a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, when they were coming down the stretch, he mentioned how difficult it must be for Bryson uh, to play out there. Stuart Sink made similar comments. Roy McIlroy, Patrick Cantlay went on record just in the last couple of days, kind of addressing the situation. And that's when I start to really be like, wow, like this is, it might not only be impacting Bryson, um, but that now his peers are saying like, yeah, this is a really tough spot to be. And say what you will. Say what you will about heckling in sports, and these guys should be able to handle it. If your peers are inside the ropes and saying this is this is different than the way it normally is, I think that's noteworthy. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think you've mentioned this, and Cantley's mentioned this in his thing. You get a couple of, of liquid courage, yeah. you know. You kick back a couple of those on a hot summer's day, you know, in New Jersey or anywhere for that matter, in ours in in, in Phoenix and anywhere. Uh, you're gonna have you're gonna say some things that you that you wouldn't. And no other sport, right? Maybe, maybe courtside, right? But you have to, have to have access to courtside NBA. Right. You need to, you know, have like a crypto punk. Like in this day and age, you can't, like, you can see what I've been researching like over the last yeah, I love it. <laughs> We're going to um, do a second pod on NFTs after this. <laughs> um, but you have access, like, to golfers, to your, to people, you to your quote unquote heroes, right? So you're so close to them that they can hear what you're, like, what you're whispering to mm-hmm. your, you know, to your friend or to your significant other or to whoever it is that you're, or like, and even worse, if they're right there, like yelling, like this is like the, the, the amount of access and, and like the proximity you have to professionals, to professional athletes is no, like it, it's, it's not even like a, there's no second, like it is yeah. golf. And when you have that and it's now about like this sport where you don't have a stadium, right. It's, it's, it's like this huge land of real estate that you have and you have all of these moving parts and you go to a tournament and it's like, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people like and carts and it's just it's madness even like on monday rick when we were at at northern trust and it was only media for the final round which was fantastic by the way i followed rom and evr and Smith, I got, that final group i gotta tell you it is selfishly like being at an event with no fans was oh. amazing <laughs> oh I, I like fans you are the best yeah. you make the sport everything but man i love not having you there selfishly on monday <laughs> Because I was right there next to Rom every single shot on the final like in the final round of the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Like the access that you have uh, to these guys and the proximity is it's crazy. So even if you jingle your keys, that could screw them up, right? It's yeah. it's, it's it's crazy. So with Bryson, like you're you know, there's no way you can shut that off unless unless you have literally like like not even noise canceling headphones would be able to shut that off. Like, and so like, I get why these guys are saying that because there's no other sport like it. And the other thing is we go from city to city. So the people in Jersey, they got their crack, but Oh, you go to Baltimore. These people haven't had a chance to say anything yet. They think they're really cool and creative for calling them Brooksy. And then we go somewhere else and they get a crack. Like if we played the same course over and over, you'd probably get similar types of people. It would wear itself out. Nope. It just, it's like the wave. It just travels to a new, a new city every single week. That's crazy. Yeah, it's the traveling circus. Uh, All right, Reed, you are the man. Um, Before I let you out of here, any Bryson secrets that you want to divulge and get fired over? (laughs) Oh, 
on the 300 yards of my debut, maybe my first. And this is, do I get a reoccurring if role? You, if, if DraftKings fires you, we'll just, it'll be you and me every single week. Yeah. <laughs> That's the least I could oh, do. <laughs> man, can I, can I give away any? No, I don't think there is. Honestly, like, I'm not just saying that because I, well, yeah, I am kind of saying because I want to keep my job and keep on talking to Bryson. But like, what I'll, what I'll say about this and, and like, what I'll say about what you were mentioning about Bryson. The guys like that I've seen, you know, with Bryce and the other golfers, like they, they, they have nothing but glowing things to say about him. And interaction wise, they're like, it's not like he's a pariah, right? It's not like he's sitting by himself at the cafeteria, like Finau, all of these guys come up to him. And, you know, it, you know in the interview, we talked about he and, and I think it was JT were talking about the captain's pick for the Ryder Cup. Like, you know, he's like, he's well-respected amongst most of the people on tour right like and his interaction with the crowd is much different than brooks like brooks doesn't even look up right Right. and that's his thing like people will be talking to brooks like hey brooks good luck this and that you know nothing nothing so like and that's not bad either right that's he's in his moment man he's in his element and you gotta love him for that brooks so it's just you know like i said Take it, take take the good with the bad with with Bryson with all of these guys because a they're human, but at the same time, like there's a, there's a lot of stuff to be had on the PGA Tour for these golfers, so we should be holding them to a high standard. But you know they're only human. Thank you, Reed. You are the man. Right, Thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate you. Reed T. Fowler on Twitter. You can follow me at Rick Run Good. This has been 300 yards to unknown, and we'll catch you next time.